Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
<clears throat> Good evening, everyone. 2023. It is 5.56 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we come to you once again from the WCW US HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we get set to bring you episode number 354 of the WCW US Radio Network's weekly review show, and as well as a 2022 WCW US Hall of Fame inductee. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only WCW US Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. As we will, of course, this evening bring you, of course, today's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. We will also review what has taken place in the world of wrestling this week, as well as, of course, what's happened in the WCWS radio network this week. And also, ladies and gentlemen, any wrestling news tidbits have come in overnight, of course, between last night and this morning. We will, we will, of course, bring those to you courtesy of 411mania.com. If you wish to chime in <coughs> excuse me, on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444, caller ID, 141364-POUND. And press that one, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have planned on talking about here, of course, this evening. It is now 5.57 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we said, Saturday, March 11th, 2023. Good to have you here, of course, here with us with Power Hour 354. Let's not waste any time, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get right to our history and birthday report as we, of course, start things off. <coughs> As we, of course, will start things off with our wrestling portion of our of our history and birthday report. Let's see, of course, what has taken place on this on this day here in wrestling history. Give us just a second here, folks, and we'll definitely get. Okay, sorry about that here, folks. We just had a little bit of a delay here.
let's see what we have of course right here folks for for today here <clears throat> On this date in 1993, ladies and gentlemen, at a house show in London, England, Sting defeats Big defeated Big Van Vader to win the WCW World Heavyweight title. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, in 1993, former WWF superstar Dino Bravo sadly was brutally murdered in his Quebec home at the age of 44. Bravo was shot 17 times, allegedly due to issues with local organized crime families. The murder was never officially solved. <clears throat> On the day in 1996, Steve Austin debuted his, debuted his new Stone Cold gimmick at the WWF Raw tapings from San Antonio, Texas, in a double countout draw with Salvio Vega. A rematch between the two would take place at WrestleMania 12 a few weeks later. Mark Henry also made his first WWF appearance as he press slammed Jerry the King Lawler. Sorry, once again here, folks, apparently just a little bit of a. Sorry for, like I said, once again, we, we apologize for the delay. Apparently, like I said, just a little bit uh, slow down here, of course, of our, of our system here. <clears throat> On this date in 1996, the Steiner brothers returned to WCW for the first time since January 1993. They lost their return match to the Road Warriors. On this date in 2002, on an episode of Raw from Detroit, Michigan, the NWO, who was, of course, Hollywood Hogan, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock in a handicap match. This would be the only time Hogan and Austin were in the same, ring, same match in a WWE match ring 
On the same 2003, the main event of SmackDown saw Kurt Angle defeat Brock Lesnar to retain the WWE title. These two were set <coughs> to meet in the main event of WrestleMania 19 a few weeks later, but a severe neck injury to Angle meant this match was scheduled to allow Angle to drop the title to Lesnar before getting surgery. However, after the match was announced, Angle informed management that he elected for a different type of surgery that would take place after WrestleMania, allowing, allowing him to drop the belt to Lesnar on the on the, the allowing him to drop the belt to Brock Lesnar on the pay-per-view as planned. As a result, WWE changed this match into a more of an of an <coughs> of a of a into more of an angle that saw Kurt's brother Eric stand in for him as an imposter, allowing Kurt to roll up Lesnar, retain the title, and roll into WrestleMania as planned. On a stadium in 2006 at Ring of Honor's Arena Arena Warfare in Philadelphia, Brian Danielson retained the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight title against Alex Shelley. Samoa Joe was victorious in the main event triple threat match against Christopher Daniels and Colt Cabana. On a stay in 2007 at TNA's Destination X in Orlando, Christian Cage retained the NWA World Heavyweight title against Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle, and also in Kurt Angle defeated Scott Steiner. Also, the Latin American Exchange, Homicide and Hernandez, defeated Team 3D in a ghetto brawl. Sting was victorious over Abyss in the last rights match, and Rhino defeated AJ X match. <clears throat> On the stay in 2015, AJ Styles pinned John Hennigan. Of course, John Hennigan we know is John Morrison for the FEW heavyweight title. In the main event of FEW 19, Hennigan versus Styles from New York. On the stay in 2018 at WWE. East Fastlane in Columbus, Ohio. AJ Styles retained the WWE title in the six-pack challenge main event against, of course, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, John Cena, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. As a result of Cena's losing effort in this match and his storyline obsession uh, featuring on of the WrestleMania 34 card, Cena would go on to challenge The Undertaker to a match in New Orleans the following month. Also, Randy Orton defeated Bobby Roode for the United States title, and Charlotte retained the SmackDown Women's title against Ruby Riot. We do, of course, have a video, ladies and gentlemen, of the WWE Championship Six-Pack Challenge from Fastlane 2018. We will post that video, ladies and gentlemen, in the video vault so everybody can go back and take a look at it. On this date, also in 2018, Will Osprey and Jody Fleisch defeated Adam Brooks and Sean Custom in the tag team main event of the Rev Pro Live event in Southampton. Of course, I think that's in England. Also, Curtis Chapman retained the Rev Pro British Cruiserweight title against Wild Boar. On the stage in 2019, Bobby Lashley defeated Finn Balor for the Intercontinental title on Raw from JD's Neck of the Woods of Pittsburgh. In the main event, Drew McIntyre defeated Dean Ambrose as part of the buildup to his WrestleMania showdown with Roman Reigns. <clears throat> and we do have a video, of course, from Monday Night Raw, Drew McIntyre, of course, 
brutalizing uh, Roman Reigns. We will, of course, post that video also in the uh, video vault as well. On the state in 2020, on NXT from Orlando, the Broserweights, who was Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, retained the NXT Tag Team titles against Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley of the Undisputed Era in the main event. We will post that match in the NXT US Facebook page. <clears throat> and also, ladies and gentlemen, four birthdays to bring you here, of course, here tonight. First off, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy, let's see, uh, 36th birthday today to Impact Wrestling star Black Taurus. Today would have been the, let me see here, uh, 49th birthday today of the brother of Charlie Haas, Russ Haas. As you know, Russ did pass away, of course, at an early age. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, this is part of a tag team that was in ECW. Uh, I, and I know one of them did uh, pass on, and I'm not sure which one it was exactly. But I will go ahead. <clears throat> I will go ahead, of course, uh, and, and just out of respect of, we don't want to, I don't want to get the wrong person, but today is a, is the, let's see, make sure I have this right. The 56th birthday of Pitbull number one. I do know one of the Pitbulls did pass on. I'm not sure which one it was, but I will go ahead and, 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 and uh, of course, throw that out there. And also, <coughs> And also, ladies and gentlemen, today is the 57th birthday, of course, of a legendary uh, European wrestler. And believe it or not, the father of former NXT UK female competitor Zaya Brookside, Robbie Brookside, who I believe also now works for the uh, Performance Center, if I'm not mistaken. So happy birthday today to Black Taurus, Russ Haas, Pit Pitbull number one, and Robbie Brookside. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, bring you your, <coughs> we will, of course, bring you your, sorry about that, it's just, it's continuing to slow, slow the system down here a little bit, so my apologies. Okay, here we go. Uh let's go ahead here ladies and gentlemen and we'll go ahead and get you the pop culture history and birthdays here of course for today keep and while we get that up i will go ahead and let you know that the, that we will present this of course as always in the same fashion that we present it every single wednesday wednesday evening on wcws outside the ropes Okay, here we go. <coughs> okay, we should be getting it up here now here, folks. Let's give us just one second.
here we and of course here we go right here folks on this date in 843 AD the icon the icon veneration officially reinstated in Hagia Sophia Cathedral in Constantinople on the same 1502 Ishmael the founder of the Safavid dynasty was crowned was crowned Shah of Persia and he would rule until 1524. On the state in 1966, a military coup led by Indonesian Indonesian General Suhatra breaks out. On the state in 1985, Mikhail Gorbachev replaces Konstantin Chernenko as Soviet leader. On the state in 2011, a 9.2 magnitude earthquake strikes 80 miles east of Sendai, Japan, triggering a tsunami killing thousands of people and causing the second worst nuclear accident in history at the Fukushima nuclear plant. On the state in 2018, <clears throat> China's nat- China's National People's Congress approves removal of term limits for a leader will allow Xi Jinping presidency for life. And on the same 2020, of course, the COVID-19 declared a pandemic by the head of the World Health Organization, uh, Tedros Anaham Ghebreyesus with 121,564,000 cases worldwide and 4,373 deaths. Today in movies and television and history, on say 1958, Charles Van Doren finally loses on the game show 21 after winning $129,000, which was later revealed to be fixed. On a state in 1851 in music history, Giuseppe Verdi's opera Rigoletto would premiere in Venice. Today in, and today in sports history, on a state in 1917, the first NHL championship game ever played as the Toronto Arenas beat the Montreal Canadiens 7-3 in first of two games set. The second game would be held on March the 13th, which was two days later. On a state in 1986, one million, it has been one million days since the foundation of Rome on April 21st, 753 B.C. Some birthdays to speak of, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> uh, Shemp Howard, of course, let you keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, brother of uh, Mo Howard of the Three Stooges. Of course, Shemp even also served as one of the Three Stooges for, for, uh, for a little bit of time. Was born on this date in 1895. He would pass away in 1955. Harold Wilson was born on this date in 1916. He would pass away in 1995. Ralph Abernathy was born on this date in 1926. He would pass away in 1990. And Douglas Adams was born on this date in 1952. He would pass away in 2001. Some other birthdays to bring you. Uh, Vinette Carroll was born on this date in 1922. She would pass away in 2002. Louise Bro was born on the state in 1923. She would pass away in 2014. Media mogul Rupert Murdoch today turns 92. Actor Terrence Howard turns 54. Actress Thora Birch turns 41. 
And, of course, NBA star Anthony Davis today turns 30 years old. <clears throat> On this day in 2021, the digital artwork called Every Day's the First 5,000 Days, a digital college by Beeple with a non-fungible token, sells for record $69.3 million in online auction by Christie's. <clears throat> Some weddings to speak of. I want to say in 1302, of course, according to Shakespeare, it is this today. This date, of course, would be the official wedding day of Romeo and Juliet. On a day in 1598, Countess Charlotte of Nassau, Nassau marries Duke Claude de la Tremole. And on a day in 1787, naval officer Horatio Nelson, who was 28 at the time, would marry Francis Nisbet at Montepillier Estate on the island of Nevis. And one divorce to speak up on the state in 1958, actress Angus Moorhead, as you said, best known for playing Endor on the TV show Bewitched, who was 57 at the time with divorce actor and film director Robert Geist, who was 40 at the time after only five years of marriage. Some passings in the world of history here, folks. <clears throat> Ilaga Bayes passed away on the state in I do believe it was 222, uh, BC, 222 AD. Alexander Fleming passed away on the state in 1955. Richard E. Byrd passed away on the state in 1957. Uh, Erie Stanley Garner passed away on the state in 1970. And Slobodan Milosevic passed away on the state in 2006. On the state in 1702, there, was, there were to be no sh shock horror stories in the UK's first daily newspaper, which was published on this day, readers were asked to judge reported events for themselves. <clears throat> Some events in movies and television history. On this date in 1948, WBAL-TV Channel 11 in Baltimore, Maryland, the CBS affiliate, would begin their broadcasting. On a state in 1958, as we said, Charles Van Doren finally loses on the game show 21 after winning $129,000, which was later revealed to be fixed. On a state in 1959, Lorraine Hansberry's stage drama, A Raisin in the Sun, the first Broadway play by an African-American woman starring Ruby Dee and Sidney Poitier, opens at the Ethel Barrymore Theater in New York City, later transfers to the Belasco Theater, where it would run for 530 performances. On say 1964, the 21st Golden Globes took place as the movie The Cardinal, as well as actress Sidney Poitier and actress Leslie Caron would win at this event. On a say 1970, the 12th Annual Grammy Awards, the song Aquarius, as well as the group uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash, and uh, female and, of course, Peggy Lee would win at this event. And on the state in 1983, the ninth Annual People's Choice Awards for Motion Pictures, uh, Burt Reynolds, Jane Fonda, and Katherine Hepburn would win, while for television, Tom Selleck, Linda Evans, and Loretta Swit would win. Some birthdays in, the movie, in movies and television. Shemp Howard was born on the state in 1895. He would pass away in 1955. 
Vinette Carroll was born on this date in 1922. She would pass away in 2002. Rupert Murdoch would turn 92. Terrence Howard would turn 54 today. Thora Birch turns 41 today. And Jody Comer today turns 30. Some passings in the world of movies and television. <clears throat> I want to say 1931, F.W. Murnau, a film director of German descent, best known for Nosferatu and The Last Laugh, would die in a car crash at the age of 42. On a state in 1941, Walford Davies, an organist, composer, educator, and broadcaster, a British descent, of course, he would, be for, he would work for the BBC, would pass away at the age of 71. On a state in 1950, Florence Arliss, an actress of British descent, best known for Disraeli, would pass away at the age of 78. On a state in 1952, Pierre Renoir, a stage and film a, a, a stage and film actor as well as a director of French descent, would, he was born in 1885. So he would be about, let's see, he would be about 60. He would be about around 66 or 67 years old when he passed away. And I'll say 1967, Geraldine Farrar, a soprano and actress best known for such sweet compulsion, would pass away at the age of 85. So weddings to speak of on the state in 1949, excuse me. CBS News correspondent Mike Wallace, who was 30 at the time, would marry actress Buff Cobb who was 21 at the time in Cook County, Illinois. And I'll say in 2009, actress and singer Mandy Moore, who was 28 at the time, would marry all alternative country and rock singer and songwriter Ryan Adams, who was 37 at the time in Savannah, Georgia. They would divorce seven years later in 2016. And we said one divorce, 1958, Angus Moorhead, with divorce from Robert Geist after five years of marriage. Now let's go to your music history and birthdays right here. On this day in 1829, Johann Sebastian Bach's St. Matthew Passion is revived by Felix Mendelssohn, who was 20 years old at the time and conducting in Berlin, Germany. On a state in 1851, Giuseppe Verdi's opera Rigoletto premieres in Venice. On a state in 1867, Verdi's opera Don Carlos premieres in Paris. On a state in 1893, Carlos Gardel and his mother Bertha Gardas arrive in Buenos Aires, Argentina. On say 1959, the fourth Eurovision Song Contest, as T Teddy Schulten for the Netherlands wins by singing "In Beetle" in at the Cannes Film Festival, at Cannes at, in, in Cannes, France, I should say, not at the film festival itself. Excuse me, let me rephrase that. On say 1967, Pink Floyd releases their first single called "Arnold Lane." Two moments from 1968, Shostakovich completes his one his twelfth his twelfth string quartet, and also Otis Redding is the first person in the United States to posthumously receive a gold record for a single "Sitting on the Dock of the Bay." 
one birthday in the world of music, Terrence Howard would <clears throat> would uh, was born on this date, and he was he would turn he turns fifty four years old here today. So I guess he dabbled in music as well as, of course, acting. On this date in sixteen o two, Emilio di Cavalleria, a composer of Italian descent, we do not know how old he was when he passed. 1607 on the state, Giovanni Maria Nanino. A composer of Italian descent as well would pass away on this day. We don't know how old he was when he passed. <coughs> on the state in 1772, Johann George Ruter, a composer, would pass away at the age of 63. On the state in 1787, Maximilian Gardel. A ballet dancer and choreographer of French descent, best known for the Menu Reign, would pass away at the age of 45. And on the day in 1807, Anton Ibert, a composer of Austrian descent, would pass away at the age of 41. Uh, one wedding here is that 2009, Mandy Moore would marry Ryan Adams in Savannah, Georgia. They would divorce, like I said, seven years later. In 2016. Now let's go to your sports history and birthdays right here. On this day in 1863, the 25th Grand National, as George Stevens wins the second Grand National aboard four to one, four to one favored emblem, winning the mayor's, winning mayor's full sister emblematic uh, with, with Mayor's full sister emblematic the following year. On a state in 1876, English FA Cup final in Kennington Oval in London. The Wanderers and Old Estonians draw one-to-one. -one. Wanderers win replay three-to-zero for the third title. On the day in 1892, the first public basketball game would take place in Springfield, Massachusetts. On the day in 1901, the Cincinnati Inquirer reports that Baltimore manager John McGraw signed Cherokee Indian Tokohama, who is really African-American, second baseman Charlie Grant. On the day in 1904, the Stanley Cup at, as the Ottawa... <clears throat> As the Ottawa Silver Seven sweep the Brandon Wheat Kings in two games, 1905 another Stanley Cup at, at Days Arena in Ottawa, Ontario. The Ottawa Senators beat uh, the Rat Porch Thistles five to four for a two-one Challenge Series victory. On say 1910, Jack Hobbs scores 187 versus South Africa, the, the first, his first international Test hundred, only to get out. Out hit wicket. And on this day in 1912, the first Stanley Cup challenge game to be played in three 20 minute periods, formerly 30 minute halves. Quebec beats Moncton 9 to 3 on the way to series sweep. Some birthdays in the world of sports here. Luis Brawl. Was born on the state in 1923. She would pass away in 2014. Didier uh, Drogba, Drogba turns 45, and Anthony Davis turns 30. Some passings in the world of sport. 
1894, John Selby, a test cricket batsman of English descent who had six tests, dies due to a paralytic stroke at the age of 44. On his day, 1900, Edmund Peat, a cricketer who had nine tests for England between 1881 and 1886, would pass away. We don't know how old he was when he passed. On his day, in 1926, Biddy Anderson, a South African cricket batsman, uh, well, South African descent, but he was a cricket batsman, one test as captain in Western Province and rugby and rugby union center with three tests would pass away at the age of 51. On say 1963, Mohammed Nassar, a cricketer of Indian descent who had six tests for India between 1932 and 1936, 25 wickets, and he would pass away at the age of 52. And on state in 1972, Zach Wheat, a baseball Hall of Fame outfielder born right here in America, was the National League batting champion in 1918 with the Brooklyn Super Bros and the Dodgers and the Robins between 1909 and 1926, would die of a heart attack at the age of 83. And, folks, that's all. It seems that is all we... Yep, that's that's all we got, of course, for all that as well. Keep in mind, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, post today's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. Uh, the wrestling portion on WCWUS Fan Empire. Uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWUS Appreciation. The entertainment portion of our pop culture report will be posted on WCWUS Entertainment Cavalcade. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWUS Entertainment. And also, of course, anything sports-related, WCWUS Sports Roundup, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash WCWUS Sports Time. All this will come courtesy of the godfather of soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. 1-605-562-0444, caller ID 141-364-POUND. It is 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As we said, this is, of course, <clears throat> this is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Saturday, March 11th, 2023, episode 354, WCW-US Power Hour. Uh, Mr. WCW-US, Chad Hinshaw, of course, on the line here with you, the rest of our panel, t- way too tough to handle. Of course, taking it easy after what has been a very arduous week here in the radio network, as we did, of course, cover every, everything, of course. Uh, especially as far as WWE is concerned, leading up here towards uh, WrestleMania. Uh, keep in mind also, AEW Revolution did take place, of course, this past Sunday as well. We did a lot of big-time talks about that, as well as NXT Roadblock. Of course, one, of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, while very uh, short paper, short event, of course, like I say, it was their weekly. It was, of course, done during the week. But, of course, one of the most infamous stories coming out of there was the fact that after a amazing, an amazing title defense of the NXT Women's Championship, of course, uh, as you know, Roxanne Perez did, of course, retain the belt over Miko Satomura. Of course, a great match, of course, done right out of respect, as we, of course, all 
planned and predicted. But unfortunately, of course, one thing we did not plan or predict was the fact that Roxanne Perez did collapse after that match took place. So, 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 ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> uh, last report, I, there was some talk, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, there was some report that she was able to, that she was able to, of course, go home uh, and, of course, recover from this. Although a lot of people have been speculating that this could have been, of course, a, this could have been a work. This could have been a storyline. This may not have been real, but some people are spec are saying, of course, for the record, that it was in fact real. This was not, of course, pre-planned. Of course, keep in mind this was similar to what happened many years ago on Monday Night Raw, in a matchup, of course, between uh, Shawn Michaels and Owen Hart, in which we, of course, saw Shawn Michaels. Uh, Pretty much, uh, like I said, collapse, of course, during that match and that show, obviously, of course. And, and, and of course, here, that was kind of an unexpected. That was, of course, kind of an unexpected uh, situation, of course, as well. So, at last report, at last update here, through uh, a small story, I forgot what the source was. There might be some talk that I think. Roxanne Perez did, in fact, go home and is recovering. But when once we hear, of course, a little bit more about that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll definitely, of course, let you know. Of course, there was a lot of big-time following here, of course, uh, with the aftermath of AEW Revolution, of course. <clears throat> uh, on Dynamite, of course, as well as, of course, on Rampage. Also, of course, keep in, also, of course ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind, that we did have, of course, uh, <clears throat> we did have, of course, the uh, 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 Impact Wrestling, of course, here as well with some of their, uh, a couple of events, of course, coming up having to do with Impact. Uh, as you know, of course, Sacrifice will be coming up now on March 24th. And also the, the event that they're co-producing with New Japan Pro Wrestling called Multiverse United. Uh, will be coming up, of course, on March the 30th, I do believe. So uh, there, there is, a, so there, there is, of course, uh, a lot of talk and a lot of hype up, of course, all about that. Uh, of course, the SmackDown last night, of course, was a very, uh, once again, of course, SmackDown obviously, of course, had several key moments here, obviously. The continuation, of course, of Dominic Mysterio, Bad Mouth, and his father, uh, Ray, which, of course, as of course, as, as of course, as it has officially been announced, uh, that that Ray Mysterio is going into the WWE Hall of Fame, of course, here this year, uh, and of course, it was supposed to be like a night of of celebration, of course, here for Ray, but obviously, of course, once again, just like how Dominic has been trying. To of course, pretty much turn his father's uh, uh, best moments, of course, upside down and everything of that nature. Uh, obviously, of course, one 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 person and now one group, of course, apparently would not will not, of course, obviously stand for it. And that was obviously, of course, Legado del Fantasma, specifically, of course, Santos Escobar. 
who has stated, of course, ladies and gentlemen, at some point down the road that he would love to have a contest, of course, obviously with Ray to determine, of course, the passing the torch over to the of the Lucha Libre Empire over over to him. But the thing about it is, is that as being as respectful as he is, and as much as he would like to have that happen, he understands that that Ray, of course, obviously has a lot more on his plate right now, especially with all this going on with dealing with his son. And obviously, of course, Santos Escobar has stepped up many times and said that he is not going to stand idly by and see Rey Mysterio, of course, perhaps one of the greatest luchadors of all time. All of a sudden, get bad mouthed, of course. <clears throat> That's because his son has been fed a whole lot of garbage by Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and, of course, Rhea Ripley, who, of course, now we, have, we now know that Rhea Ripley is really a man. Uh, <clears throat> and, of course, obviously, there was proof in the pudding last night during a six-man tag between the Judgment Day and, of course, Legata del Fantasma, in which, once again, the Judgment Day used their, used their of course, their uh, uh, cheap ways, uh, cheating ways in order to help them, of course, gain the victory, of course, here in that. But never, but nevertheless, here... <laughs> But nevertheless, here, of course, they did, of course, give it their all and everything like that. But um, we're hoping, of course, that this does not change their mind. Of course, obviously, if I continue to back up uh, Rey Mysterio here against, of course, the Judgment Day. And, of course, as you heard the Iceman mention during his discussion about SmackDown last night on Revolution, at some point down the road, of course, while they have officially announced that Rey Mysterio is going to go into the Hall of Fame, we are hoping at some point down the road, one one match that a lot of people are wanting to see at WrestleMania, even though that Ray has been trying to avoid it, and we all understand that he's been trying to avoid it. But apparently Dominic seems to be, of course, pushing the envelope on this. It It's only academic today that Ray decides that if Dominic feels like that he can, of course, you know, really take on his, take on his, take on his dad, then I say let Dominic prove it, and <clears throat> and you know even of course even if if of course Ray's wife, you know, and of course Dominic's mother, uh, you know, steps in and says you know why not go ahead just go ahead and do it, you know, but somehow it's going to have to be it's going to have to be given sooner or later. And obviously, of course, this was a bad move, of course, obviously, not just, I mean, if it was, in fact, of course, a little bit later on here and everything, like, if it was, of course, endorsed by, of course, Ray to, 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 to of course, have this feud, of course, going on with his son, then so be it. But obviously, I, I actually point the blame at Triple H for even, enable, in, for even enabling it, because the thing about it is if Triple H can just pretty much stay out of the mix and everything of that nature. <clears throat> and so, because this is, of course, similar to what happened back in 1998 with that situation between Undertaker and Kane, which led to them wrestling each other for the very first time at WrestleMania 14. And we saw, of course, what happened there. 
So at some point down the road here, they're going to have to have some sort of contest here between Ray and Dominic, and they're going to have to make it here, hopefully here very, very soon. I think this is one match a lot of people would definitely be gunning for here without the shadow, a shadow of a doubt, indeed. So, so, but, but that, but so, like I said, something's going to have to be done, of course, here with that. There is, of course, no question about it. We'll definitely have to, of course, be watching this very carefully. And, and of course, I'll definitely have to start doing a whole lot of rushing on, of course, seeing who they're, hopefully they'll have another inductee uh, picked out here, of course, for the 2023 Hall of Fame. Because, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, they only have, they only have of course, one uh, inductee officially announced. And that is obviously, of course, as we said last night, they did this. Of course, it was Ray Mysterio. So we'll definitely have to, of course, watch it, all of this very, very carefully here, of course, as well. <clears throat> With that being said, of course, we also did, in fact, ladies and gentlemen, uh, did, uh, did, of course, officially announce the winners, of course, of, the, of our Trivia Championship Series matches, and which, of course, included the matches from our Impact No Surrender and also our a and AEW Revolution Prediction Title Challenge, as well as, of course, the Battle Royal that stemmed, of course, from our mini prediction title challenge for NXT Roadblock. <clears throat> of course, that, that Battle Royal was to, is, is, to, is to determine, of course, the first ever uh, NXT US um, Roadblock Champion. And, of course, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that the Iceman, Jared Girolamo did, in fact, pull off the win here in, did, in fact, pull off the win in that match. And already, of course, he has challenged the King of Clubs, Matt Patel, to, of course, a match next week, of course, I do believe on Revolution for the NXT US Roadblock title. But we have not, we, uh, we will, of course, keep you more information on that as time rolls on. But, however, of course, some of the matches that will be contested in our trivia on our trivia championship series down the Golden Path Facebook page this week will be, of course, tournament matches here, ladies and gentlemen, to see who will face the winner of that match between, of course, JD and Mitt, and have an opportunity to go after the NXT US Roadblock Championship. Uh, Danny Promote Park, by the way, did win the title challenge, of course, uh, from, from, of course, Roadblock. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but, but keep in mind that, like I said, with, of course, Mitt being challenged and all that, he won't be taking part in the tournament. However, everybody else that was involved in the title challenge, which, which included Ian McWilliams, Todd Robinson, KT Michener, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the... Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, the Cowboy Clinton James Smith, Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler, and Danny from Oak Park will, of course, be involved in these in these tournament matches. <clears throat> and the winner, like I said, of that tournament, ladies and gentlemen, uh, will be, of course, next in line to, of course, receive an opportunity at either JD or Mitt, of course, for the NXT US Roadblock title. So we will definitely have that up here to you. 
as far as of course the matches matches that stemmed from the no surrender revolution uh, prediction title challenge keep in mind that there were two matches there were two matches ladies and gentlemen that um, that were tied when we uh, when we reviewed them, of course, on Revolution last night on WCW US Revolution, of course, last night. Uh, <clears throat> and we are going to see if we have any updates about it, whether or not, of course, those matches have been officially been decided. One of them is was of course the ladder match for the AEW US face of the revolution championship of course the, the human suplex machine john gross of course was defending against the godfather of soul justin lewis fleming and the and the new mlw US fusion championship of course was contested inside of a steel cage of course between mr hulkamania bob ziggler and also deborah hilty uh deborah was leading of course that match up until, of course, Bobby did start making a little bit of a move, and yet we had not heard anything else. Of course, uh, we had not heard officially uh, anything else here, of course, here as of yet. But we are going to hopefully try to find out something here to see, to see if we have anything official. And keep in mind, of course, that like I said, these matches have been extended, of course, throughout the weekend. These two have to see if, of course, if, if we have any, anything, of course, uh, if we have anything official here. Also, like, like I said, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, of course, uh, after, of course, uh, at least a week, of course, after this match was posted, the the duo of the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, and the Cowboy Clinton James Smith, of course, did get by Jordan Stokeless in that handicap monsters ball hell in a cell match. And Jade and since Clinton said that he was only interested in going after Jordan, he was not interested in going after this particular belt. The Iceman Jared DiGiromo became the brand new WCWS Grapple Mania champion. Um, that was done earlier this week, of course. So we were able to, of course, officially officially decide that uh clinton however did of course earn a couple honors he did earn the mlws fury road championship uh quentin davis did earn the mlws junior heavyweight championship todd robinson did earn the mlws hybrid championship <clears throat> uh and it looks like of course here ladies and gentlemen that those two matches I just now mentioned officially have not received, have not, have not, of course, uh, have not received, of course, uh, <clears throat> if, of course, if they did, they may have been voted on, of course, during, no, it looks like, of course, no one else has voted for these matches. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, put the word out there. <coughs> but keep in mind, of course, once again here, 
this altar course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, should by by of course posting by of course uh, asking the question, of course, about who will break the tie. That should, of course, that should, of course, um, should get some views here, and hopefully, like I said, we may be able to get a clear enough answer. But keep in mind, like I said, that the matches are as follows. As we said, the AEW US Face of the Revolution Championship. Of course, it is a ladder match with John still defending against the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, and the MLW US Fusion Championship, of course, being contested inside of a steel cage between Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziggler, and Deborah Hilty. So hopefully, like I said, we'll have an answer, of course, here. We'll, we'll hopefully, of course, have a little bit of an answer here soon. Uh, JD did also pick up, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to the NXT Roadblock Championship and the WCW US Grapple Mania Championship. He did also pick up the Impact US No Surrender Belt. Danny Pamuk Park did also pick up the Impact US Dot Combat Championship. And also, ladies and gentlemen, as we said here before, the what well, was made into a triple threat match for the Impact US AEW US Unified Heavyweight Championship. Keep in mind that we had to do this because of an early match between Jordan and Clinton ended in a tie so we did of course make we did of course add clinton into this but it also involved the winner of our dual prediction title challenge which was the king clubs mitt patel and of course ladies and gentlemen clinton did get by jordan and mitt in the ultimate x match to become the brand new impact us aew us unified heavyweight belt so clinton did win that belt as well as the MLWS Fury Road Championship. And, of course, as we said, J.D. did, of course, pick up three belts, as we said, the WCWS Grapple Mania belt, the Impact US No Surrender belt, <coughs> and also... And, of course, he did win the Battle Royal to become the first ever... NXT US Roadblock champion. So <clears throat> JD will, of course, have his official first title match, as we said, of course, next week. So hopefully, like I say, maybe tomorrow on WCWS this morning, we may be able to try to give you, hopefully, we'll have an update, of course, about those two matches. And hopefully, uh, <coughs> hopefully, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, we'll have a. Uh, So we'll let you know, of course, about that once we do hear something. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead. And, of course, as we get ready to wind down Power Hour within the next little bit, let's now go to 411 Mania. 
and see if they had any other wrestling stories that have, of course, come in overnight. Keep in mind, of course, here, keep in mind, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> at the radio network, of course, thanks our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition, right here on Power Hour, also, of course, on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, as well as, of course, WCWS This Morning's was Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. And hopefully, of course, and also, ladies and gentlemen, we still hope to get more of our shows up and going in 2023. And keep in mind that 411 Mania will definitely be used on those programs as well. Let's see, of course, about some of the. Let's see. Let's see, of course, about some of those. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as AW is reportedly finalizing a deal for a third weekly show. During today's episode of the Matt Man podcast via F4W online, it was reported that AW Warner Bros. Discovery are finalizing talks for a third weekly series similar to Dynamite and Rampage. This show would be an hour-long light Rampage and a follow-up on Twitter, Andrew Zaharian, Previously hinted that it could air Saturdays at 6.05, the old start time for WCW Saturday night. Of course, better be on CBS, however, on TBS, I should say. No broadcast details, however, are known at this time. An official announcement is expected to be made within the next month. And if you want to, of course, see this, ladies and gentlemen, you can check out Andrew Zaharian's Twitter account, which is at Andrew Zaharian, Z-A-R-I-A-N, if you wish to, of course, go back and take a look at that. Excuse me. Joseph Lee posted this story here as House of Glory, Hog with Glory, come with uh, House of Glories with Glory comes pride, have as their official results. Of course, one of the matches was Kushida taking on Low Key. House of Glory held this event with Glory comes pride yesterday at the New York City Arena in New York City. With Kushida versus Lokeen, the main event. Here are the results, courtesy of Fightful. The HOG Cruiserweight title, Mighty Matt retained over Encore. Evander James defeated Joey Silver. The HOG Women's title as the Ultra Violet defeated Maxine Impaler. 
Michael Fain defeated Rochi Roach. The HOG Cruiserweight Championship number one contendership. Ikiban defeated Ian Eden and Nolo Kitano, as well as Osito, Raheem Royale, and Smiley. The HOG Crown Jewel Championship as Charles Mason retained over Alec Price. The HOG Heavyweight Championship as Jacob Fatu retained over Fred Rosser. The HOG Tag Team Titles as the Bookers, <coughs> Amazing or Mason Red and BXL defeated the main event, who was Jay Lyon and Midas Black to win the belts. And Kushida defeated Low Key in, like I said, their main event. You can check out their tweets, of course, for House of, for this on House on their on House of Glory's Twitter account, which is at HOG Wrestling. If you wish to, of course, go back and read that. Our next story, of course, right here, Joseph Lee posted this story tonight as Charlotte talks about how her personality has changed and how she's grown. In an interview with Cool to Be You podcast via Fightful, Charlotte spoke about how she's grown as a performer and how her personality has changed over the years. Of course, as you know, she's now working as a babyface and will defend the SmackDown Women's title against Rhea Ripley, who is, of course, a man at WrestleMania. Charlotte says, I guess just making the most of every opportunity when I get to be on camera, just enjoying it. I was up, I was so up to, to, to so many years now. It's just like I'm here to get my flowers, guys. I grow, I grow so much every year as a performer. She added, I really enjoy the level of calmness and confidence and the ability to enjoy the audience while I'm out there. Whereas before, you know, maybe sometimes my nerves got the best of me or I wasn't in the moment. Now, every time I am out there, I just, I really, and I, I'm really enjoying the space in my career. When that's about her match with Ripley, Charlotte says, I don't think much has changed from the first time they fought at WrestleMania. But yeah, that's kind of where my mind is at. I don't need to beat you. You need to beat me. And of course, I don't think Rhea, I don't think Rhea will be able to do it. And Rhea should not even be allowed to wrestle in this match because, like we said, Rhea is really a man. Our next story, of course. <clears throat> Joseph Lee posted this story tonight as Seth Rollins talks about why he's a fan of NFL player Justin Fields. In an interview with Fightful, Seth Rollins spoke about being a fan of the NFL's Justin Fields and why he's optimistic, why he's optimistic about him. Fields is the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Rollins says, I am, I am, I'm a Fields guy. I know there's been a lot of chatter about trading him, which sounds crazy to me. We've got a man, we got a quarterback, we can bank on this guy for a little while. Let's build around him and see what we can do. I'm excited to see what the future holds. I mean, Joey B is a special cap throwing the football. These are two different types of players, though. You know what I mean? They don't do the same things. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. 
very much looking forward to seeing what the rebuild looks like next year. Our next story, of course, right here. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight. As Chad Gable says, helping up with Special Olympics is so cool. In an interview with Fightful, Chad Gable spoke about being involved with Special Olympics events and why he enjoys doing it. He said, it's so cool. We do so many different appearances, and you just listed a handful of what seems endless. We've done so many. I personally ascribe to be heavily a part of the Special Olympics stuff. Just because, first of all, I have an Olympic background, but also my nephew has epilepsy. He's heavily involved in Special Olympics. He does sports in Minnesota. You take away so much from these things, like the kids and their attitudes and their energy and their work ethic. It's unbelievable. Then you watch them do this stuff, and I'm pouring sweat. I'm helping them out and cheering them on all day. I'm amped up. I want to go wrestle. It's so wholesome and so, and so inspiring to watch them. So you have these things thinking, this is what I'm meant to be doing. You're giving back. The wrestling is great. I love the wrestling. But when you can have an effect on people like this, it really shows shows you you're doing the right thing. It feels great. It's so cool. And I think I and I think that's maybe the sign that you that you got it right, that you can be the bad guy on TV and get booed when you're supposed to. But when people see you out or out or in public, they want to talk to you. They want to do your catchphrase and have a good time with you. I think even the people in the arenas are starting to find that same vibe with us because it's a thing <clears throat> where I think that they are really starting to love love to hate us and not so much. Oh, not those guys again. I think it takes a while. It took me a long time to let our WWE Universe see that side of me. Everybody finds it eventually. You just got to find your own way there, man. And of course, as you know, he's part of the Alpha Academy, I think, alongside Otis. Unless, of course, they've actually changed anything, cha changed that, which I'm not sure. Joseph Lee posted this story tonight as an, NX, as an NXT live event results from Dade City, Florida, as the NXT women's tag team titles are on the line. NXT held a live event earlier today at the Dade, Dade City Armory at the Dade City Armory in Dade City, Florida, where the women's tag team title match main event. Here, of course, other results courtesy of Wrestling Body Slam. The hail with Andre Chase and Duke Hudson did defeat Lash Legend. Chase U, who was Andre Chase and Duke Hudson with the Hale, defeated Damon Kemp and Tavon Heights. Charlie Dempsey defeated Oba Femi. Valentina Perose defeated Electra Lopez. Lopez attacked her after the match. Gallus, who was Mark, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, as well as Nathan Frazier, defeated Bronco Nima, Bryson Montana, and Zion Quinn. J.D. McDonough defeated Dante Chen. 
Davacato attacked Tate Ledger. Apollo Crews defeated an unnamed talent and Javier Bernal. Tiffany Stratton defeated Lola Vice. And the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, Fallon Henry and Keanu James, with, of course, Brooke Jensen and Josh, Josh Briggs, <clears throat> defeated the team of, Alba, of uh, Kaylee Ray and Isla Dawn, the team of Ivory, Ivy Nile, of Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley, and the former champions, Casey Cantanzaro and Caden Carter. And I'm sure... Catanzaro and Carter are looking forward to possibly trying to go back after those belts at some point down the road. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here tonight as Danny Doring praises Lita for helping his career in ECW. During a recent edition of Busted Open Radio, former ECW wrestler Danny Doring spoke about Lita, praising her for how much she helped his career and more. Here are some highlights via WrestlingInc.com. Danny Doring on Lita, he says, she did so much for our careers, uh, Roadkill and I, as anything, she gave our characters death, she put us on the map as far as all that goes. So we owe a lot to her. Onita appearing on the bump and watching a clip of her mixed tag match with Danny Doring. <clears throat> Doring says, "I was overwhelmed by that. It was a mixed tag match, and we were in the t- and we were in the ring with two amazing women, trailblazers, trailblazers in the business, really. And that was Lita and Jazz. D- Danny Doring will win. Lita signed with WWE." <coughs> mm. Uh, uh, he says we were absolutely happy for her and supportive of her. At that time, Lita and Jazz were a, a lot of the other women in ECW were basically valets. Uh, they were legit fighters. So to see them battle it out in WWE and beyond and what they've been able to accomplish has been pretty cool. As you know, Lita and Becky Lynch recently captured the WWE Women's Tag Team titles earlier this week, of course. On Raw, of course, over the been uh, over, of course, uh, Io Shirai and Dakota Kai of Damage Control, which we actually now know that there is going to be a looks like it's going to be a six woman tag match pitting Damage Control versus Lita, Becky Lynch, and Trish Stratus, which ought to be, of course, a very good match, of course, indeed. Uh, two. Uh, let's see here, folks. Uh, couple more stories, of course, uh, that we do have here, and we'll go. We'll go a little bit. We'll go. We're already past the seven o'clock hour. We'll go. We'll. To go ahead here, there's a lot of interesting stories right here. Joseph Lee posted this story tonight as Game Changer Wrestling GCW explains the decision to oppose the AEW Fight Forever trademark. As previously reported, GCW has filed an opposition to AEW's trademark for their upcoming game Fight Forever. 
However, it was known that both sides were negotiating a settlement. GCW sent a statement to Fightful Select to explain their side of the situation. They noted they were not looking to delay the game and do not plan to sue AEW. As co-producers of the charity event in 2021, I know both sides were negotiating in good faith to make sure everyone could continue to use the mark without impediment, didn't get sorted in time, and the lawyers filed an extension. So... We'll see, of course, how that goes here as well. But at least this may end on a little bit more of a friendlier note. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as Big E talks about his recovery from his neck injury and listening to his doctors. In an interview with TMZ, Big E was asked if there was any hesitation in returning to the ring, even if doctors clear him. He suffered a broken neck a year ago today and has yet to return to wrestling. He did say, I just want to make the best decision. I'm going to see what the scans say and then talk to doctors and, and go from there. Right now, before I do anything, I'm not going to make any rush to judgments or anything like that. So just to see how everything looks, no anxiety at all, man. Everything is... And, and everything is in, in, in permanent. If it comes to an end, cool. If it doesn't, cool. What will be, will be. I'm good with whatever. Yeah, man, I guess for me, it's just life will always give you twists and turns that you don't anticipate. And I think just doing the best you can with what you got. Life is a gift, man. You're here. If you're walking, you're healthy. If you have your family and friends, you're blessed. So focus on what you do have and not what you don't have. Real good, real good point of view, of course, on that. <clears throat> really, of course, good, good point, of course, on that from Big E. And we do hope, of course, we do still hope to see him uh, in the ring, of course, here, back in the ring very, very soon. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here tonight. As Ric Flair slams Dutchman tail, saying just a miserable old wrestler trying to make a buck. WWE Hall of Famer Ric, Ric Flair took to Twitter yesterday and slammed former wrestler and WWE talent Dutch Mantel after Mantel criticized Flair on his podcast. Mantel recently commented on the podcast in response to Flair slamming the critics of his last match event. During his podcast, Man Mantel said on Flair's last match performance, he looked like hell, and we talked about this before. I thought he was going to die. I thought the guy was going to die in the ring. As far as making $300,000, I don't think he made that. Mantel later added, I don't know if he made $300,000. If he did, so what? I was disappointed, and he ripped the fans off. The rest of the veteran continued, the Ric Flair is trying to leave a legacy, and he should have left it alone or change a lot of things in that match because his legacy now is tarnished. I don't know. Ric Flair is full of crap and always has been. When Flair commented on Mantel on social media, he wrote, "Thank God they used used the word veteran and didn't call didn't call you a legend. Just a miserable miserable old wrestler trying to make a buck. And by the way, you never had a legacy to begin with. Woo! Of course, you could check out <clears throat> Flair's tweet, of course, and also." The video that 
the the you check out of course uh what uh rick about what uh uh what player said on his twitter account which is at rick flair n-a-t-r boy on his on his twitter account like we said and also of course we do have we do of course have from the story time with dutch mantel um uh, YouTube channel, we do have, of course, the, um, we do have, of course, those comments that Dutch Mantel made about Flair. We will post that, ladies and gentlemen, in the interview corner page. Everybody can go back and take a look at it. Our next story, of course, right here, that has something to do with what we of course heard last night Jeffrey Harris posted this story here tonight as Conan will reportedly induct Rey Mysterio into the WWE Hall of Fame as noted WWE has announced that Rey Mysterio as the first inductee of the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2023 the Resident Observer's Dave Meltzer reports that Conan will be the one to induct Mysterio into the Hall of Fame this year. The Los Angeles Times initially reported the news on Conan being the one to induct Mysterio. According to Meltzer's report, Ray Mysterio requested Conan to induct him, and WWE approved his request. The two have a long-standing relationship going back many years. As you know, the WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2023 Induction ceremony is scheduled for Friday, March 31st. It will be held at the Crypto Arena on the same night as the go-home edition of SmackDown before WrestleMania 39. The Hall of Fame induction ceremony will stream live on Peacock. And, of course, you can check out the tweet from Dave Meltzer, at Dave Meltzer, W-O-N. Conan will be inducted Ray into the Hall of Fame. Ray asked for him, and the company approved it. As noted last night, to me, it was the only choice. With, of course, obviously the fact that uh, Dominic was not going to do it because Dominic, of course, is still bad-mouthing his dad. So, so obviously, ladies and gentlemen, that, that seemed, of course, a little bit appropriate. Another, of course, story that's been making the waves here, folks. We got to bring, definitely got to bring this up here, of course, here. And I did say a little bit about this, something about this earlier. Jeffrey Harris posted this story tonight as Arn Anderson officially has sadly announced the passing of his older son, Barrett. AW Town and WWE Hall of Famer Arn Anderson, whose real name is Martin Lund, announces today that his older son, Barrett, sadly has passed away. He was only 37 years old. He released the following statement on social media. Last night, my family suffered a loss that should never be felt by any parent. Our older son, Barrett, passed away. I'm struggling to write this. Tell those you tell those you love that you love them. Barrett was just 37 years old. And, of course, on behalf of 411 Mania and, of course, definitely here in the WCWS radio network, everyone sends their deepest condolences to Arn Anderson and his family. You can, of course, check out this tweet that Arn posted on his Twitter account at the Arn Show if you wish to, of course, read a little bit further on that. 
And when we have more updates, of course, about anything concerning that, we will definitely let you know. Another update, of course, on another story, as we did, of course, mention this earlier today. Jeremy Thomas posted this story last night as WWE gives an update on Roxanne Perez after her collapse on NXT. WWE has provided an update on Roxanne Perez after she collapsed on this week's episode of NXT. As noted, Perez collapsed following her NXT women's title defense against Miko Satomura, Satomura and was stretchered out of the building. In an update posted to the NXT Twitter account, WWE wrote the following. An update, this is from the from at WWE NXT, of course, on Twitter. Roxanne Perez has been discharged from the hospital and is now at home resting. And, of course, as we noted here, ladies and gentlemen, the, the word collapse keeps being put in quotation marks as if, of course, to say that this may not be a legit situation. So, like I said, still um, earlier this week, as I said, I, I, I personally posted a video um, <clears throat> to get everybody's thoughts and opinions, of course, on what they thought of whether or not this was a legit thing that took place or not. So, please let us know if continued watch that video on YouTube uh, and let us know what you think, of course, of that situation. Before we go to our last wrestling story, ladies and gentlemen, I do have, of course, a notification. Um, it may not be much, but let me go ahead and get this taken care of before we continue. Alexa, notification. One new notification from Amazon. On Sunday, rain is expected near you in Trinity starting around 7 a.m. and continuing intermittently until around 12 a.m. You can expect about 0.04 inches. So just a little weather update here for, of course, our neck of the woods here at the HQ in Trinity. So that was Amazon Echo Dot, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. And our last story, which was posted last night from Jack Gregory, Jimmy Corderas believes that AW made an error with Wardlow twice now. And his latest Twitter uh, ref and rant, former WWE referee Jimmy Corderas levied criticism towards AEW for their handling on Wardlow's trajectory. Per wrestling, this was per Wrestling Inc. According to Corderas, promotion has effectively thrown away the momentum they were able to build behind the star as the TNT champion both times that he held the belt. There is a highlight, of course, from Corderas right here. And, of course, we have the original media post, of course, here as well. On the lost potential that AEW sacrificed in their choices for Wardlow, Cordera says, here's a guy that had, that had the opportunity, they had lighting in the bottle with this guy, they blew that opportunity, and now they're gaining momentum back. I don't know if they can recover from this and get him back to where he could have been, the face of the company. And, of course, you can check out Cordera's Twitter account, at Jimmy Cordera, as he says in in. This was from yesterday, though. Hashtag ref and rant. Simply put, what's the deal with Wardlow? Hashtag stay safe. So, ladies and gentlemen, of course, there you have it there with some wrestling stories, of course, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. Uh, 
with the, from courtesy of 411 Mania, we do thank them for allowing us to to read those, of course, those stories as usual here, folks. Uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we do thank you very much for joining us for this little extended edition of episode 354 of WCWS Power Hour. Do not forget, ladies and gentlemen, that coming up here, <clears throat> that, that coming up here a little bit after the seven o'clock hour tomorrow morning, we are once again going to do a very early edition of WCW US this morning. As of course, what we will simply be doing, ladies and gentlemen, is bring you tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. We will also, of course, run down what will be taking place this week in the radio network. As well as, of course, ladies and gentlemen, any additional wrestling news that does come in, folks, we will definitely, of course, bring that, bring that here to you. So with that being said here, folks, we do thank you very much here, of course, for listening. <clears throat> and be sure to, be sure to, of course, check out all of our groups on Facebook and also all of our past episodes of our shows, of course, right here on TalkShoe as well. Uh, and everything going on in the world of wrestling and pop culture. Until then, Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw is saying, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the WCWS Radio Network. Take care and stay safe, folks, and have a joy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk at you tomorrow morning on WCWS this morning. Nine, uh, by the way, 805-8613-POUND is the caller ID. Take care and stay safe, folks. Have a terrific evening and a week, terrific weekend. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.